Welcome back to another edition of Stranded and Streaming with your hosts, Debauchery Dylan <laughs> and Comical Carter. <laughs> yeah, you're very comical. <laughs> I was going to say you're sensible, Carter, but then S and C doesn't, doesn't have the flow. Right. You got to have that alliteration there. I'm going to tell the audience a fun story of how this review even got started. Okay? <laughs> um, Im- imagine with me, you're in a little square room in a basement somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. A homemade studio, if you will. A, a really poorly done, <laughs> horrendously built studio. <laughs> and you just finished doing a double ender. You just finished recording two episodes uh, of your movie review podcast. And as you and your co-hosts uh, about to share your goodbyes, one of them looks at the other in the eye and says, hey, I'm not saying I want to review this, and I really don't want to review this, but I want to tell you about a movie. And then you're proceeded to be told this incredible tale of loss, of redemption, of violence, of cruelty. It was better than Homer's Odyssey. <laughs> this happened a couple weeks back. And I remember looking at Carter in his face and I said, you can't fucking tell me that and say we can't record it. So I just want everyone to understand that like this episode was born out of a conversation that did not have any intent to become a show episode. Much to my detriment. I should have just kept my mouth shut. <laughs> That'll teach Had you. I not mentioned this, we wouldn't be reviewing it today. <laughs> Carter, what are we reviewing today? Oh boy. Okay. So in addition to Dylan's story, we also were starting to notice that we've been um, favoring a couple of uh, platforms over others, mm. namely Disney Plus and HBO Max have gotten a lot of love from us lately, which is great. They're both great streaming platforms. I myself, I think I prefer both of them right now over the mm. others. So obviously that's kind of what happened. Right. <laughs> but we decided let's take a look at Amazon Prime. We haven't done anything from them yet. So, and that reminded me, oh, hey, there's this terrible movie that I watched on Amazon <laughs> Prime last year. <laughs> That's just, ter- I want to remind everyone, terrible is just Carter's opinion. And right off the bat, his opinion is wrong. <laughs> so let's get that clear first. Today, we are reviewing The Velocipaster. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't hear that wrong. <laughs> One more time. The Velocipaster. Yes. This is, keep in mind, this is not an Amazon original. <laughs> Somehow this made it onto Amazon Prime and only Amazon Prime, and I hope it stays that way. Because <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> the the good people of Netflix and Disney Plus. The good people of Netflix. <laughs> when you say company that cares about people, <laughs> Netflix is the first thing that comes to mind. So I, I, I should rephrase that. I meant the subscribers. <laughs> the good subscribers over at Netflix and Disney Plus and all that, they don't deserve this. <laughs> I hope this movie hits every streaming platform possible. I, I hope in the dystopian future where we all, like, have you seen Idiocracy? Yes. We're all going to be in line in rags fighting to buy our daily meals from a Wendy's vending machine. And speaking unga bunga. Yeah. <laughs> speaking unga bunga. <laughs> well, all our crops have dried up because we watered them with Gatorade. Uh-huh. I want that future where everyone has a free copy of Velocipaster. Oh my gosh. Everybody would have a free copy of Velocipaster. And it plays on your phone when you don't want it to. <laughs> like at random intervals. That's that's the future I want. Idiocracy was a brilliant movie and way ahead of its time. Oh, it is so current. <laughs> we definitely should do uh, Idiocracy. 
All right, add that to the list. <laughs> <laughs> if we can find it anywhere. Oh, I own it. Oh, you? Oh, yeah. okay. Cool. I, I will buy it for you. <laughs> like I will, I will Venmo you money if you're like, oh man, I don't know if I want to spend five ninety nine. I even if it's nineteen ninety nine, I would, I would pay for your copy. Wow. It is that good of a look into our current day and why we're we're at. Very generous of you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Well, anyway, before we get uh, too derailed, I do want to apologize in advance because I have a feeling a movie like this is probably going to have a lot of derails. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, it's it's not a hard movie to talk about, mm -hmm. but there's there's just a lot to go through yeah obviously we are gonna stick to our format here and i'm i'm not gonna reveal anything beyond what i already have before we get past the spoiler warning (laughs) so um let's do the synopsis right yeah synopsis and then i think amazon has the best one (laughs) well amazon is the only place where you can find it (laughs) oh you can you can find the synopsis like uh, like i looked at other places in google oh oh that's what you meant okay yeah i read them and literally amazon's (laughs) own synopsis which i'm sure is provided by them is the best here i'm over here thinking dylan you you idiot it's only on amazon of course amazon's gonna have the best description synopsis (laughs) my gosh (laughs) i i would be mad but you're right. Yeah. Like, it's fair to feel that way when working with me. <laughs> so I stand corrected because I'm currently here on um, IMDb about to read the synopsis. Let's I'm, hear both. Let's I'm hear pretty both. sure it's the same, actually. Okay. So are you on IMDb or you're on Amazon right yeah, now? So, okay. Yeah, I yeah. am. Okay. So here's the synopsis for the Velocipastor. After losing his parents, a priest travels to China, where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At first horrified by this new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime and ninjas. (laughs) Uh, Amazon has exactly the same thing, but it says a prostitute. Not a hooker. So I don't know oh, why they changed it. Interesting. Is it like ruder to call someone a hooker over prostitute? I don't, I mean, no one's ever called me either word. And I don't know any that I know of. So yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if, I don't know. It seems like hooker would be more of a slang derogatory term than prostitute. Cause I don't know. I don't really feel like I want to analyze this too much. I love that. Res- <laughs> that was probably my favorite response. That's what I want to hear from a Senator. When you interview him on like national television, <laughs> Like, uh, sir, is, is hooker or prostitute more preferred uh, to describe the woman you talk to? Well, I don't know any, so I don't, let's start there. <laughs> that was a clean, clean. <laughs> and I just want to be clear. I've known Carter for a good amount of time now. He's not, he's never like, it, it, he's just not the kind of guy that frequents that kind of, you know, locale. So he's not trying to hide anything. He's just, he's being genuine. He's saying he's never met a lady of the night. Mm, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I've, I think I've known you for about 10 years now. I've definitely have some friends that are previous <laughs> ladies of the night. <laughs> I should text one of them right now. <laughs> hey, so if someone calls you like, what's more offensive prostitute or hooker? <laughs> yeah. And it's such a weird topic to even say, because like it's automatically a sexist connotation, right? Right. Cause there's like, I, I mean, you know, like a man can be a prostitute, Right. But we don't like our, our imagination is so limited, I guess, in the society we live in. We don't envision that. I'm going to start calling my male friends hooker and prostitute 
like it just randomly interject it in a sentence just to see which one they prefer yeah and then kind of get a a little query going (laughs) oh boy okay uh trying not to extend this episode longer than it should be because this movie is very respectful of your time it's Mm. only 70 minutes with credits (laughs) so i'm gonna try to be respectful of everyone's time including yours so as far as the uh must see level how would you describe it oh the quick cursory yes your life would be just incredibly sadder and not as rich if you have not given 70 minutes to watch this film. I watched it with credits just to see if like any like funky weird stuff pops up in the credits. Nothing does. <laughs> <laughs> but one's life is just sadder if they have not seen Velocipaster. And that I, I will die on that hill. It's okay to have feelings. <laughs> As long as Nicole Kidman didn't tell me to have them. <laughs> I'll die on that hill, too. So, for my opinion here, um, I want my 71 minutes back. <laughs> what? Okay, you know what? That's it's, uh... So, let me, let me explain. I did watch it last year. Mm-hmm. And it was with my wife and her sister and brother. And we were just looking for terrible movies to watch. <gasps> we found that and we were like, ooh, this looks really terrible let's watch this and we all laughed at it it was a good time i had to watch it a second time to make sure i give it an accurate review because of me yeah well yeah (laughs) this is your fault (laughs) no i i watched it a second time i watched it a couple nights ago to make sure i could take notes and actually give a thorough analysis Mm -hmm. i did not want to watch it again (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell you what it's it's a good movie for like laugh value mm-hmm. and really without giving anything away, I can say the entire movie is comically terrible. Mm. It's fun to laugh at and make fun of, but it's not a movie that I would want to go back to willingly. So thank you for roping me back into mm. this. <laughs> so you know what that means that next season there's going to be a Velocipaster revisited. Oh, no. <laughs> Where I make you watch it once a year and then just to check in to see how you feel. <laughs> I'll I'll say one more thing. Um, so I've told you about like subtitles and stuff and how that bothers me. Uh, yeah. There's another thing that I that has been on my mind since only I on Amazon, right? Not just on Amazon, okay. really anywhere. I I would would prefer to watch a movie for the first time without subtitles, just because mm. it's more immersive that way. But both my wife and and her sister, they both prefer subtitles so i've just learned to live with it more or less but another thing since i found out i need glasses to see things <laughs> properly i my prescription's not super heavy or anything like that so it, but I it's usually, just not current yeah I, I usually just use glasses when i'm driving at nighttime so that mm-hmm. i can see street signs and things like that and when i'm watching movies so that i can see all the details mm. i did not put my glasses on for this movie <laughs> <laughs> And I put my glasses on for most movies. <laughs> you mean you missed out on the HD effects and everything? This is not an HD movie. <laughs> Another reason why it's going to do well with me. You could watch this on like an old Razor phone connected to a web connection. You know what I mean? Like it's just to Wi-Fi yeah. and stream it on the little screen. You can watch this on a BlackBerry. And you would get the same experience. It'd be still enjoyable. <laughs> 
This is a movie for the person that uh, financially challenged and they have, you know, just an old TV and there's a lot going on in their life and mm-hmm. buying a brand new big ass 4K TV is not the forefront of their mind. Right. This movie is so inclusive that it allows everyone from every echelon, mm-hmm. you know, minus, I guess, minus people who didn't pay $120 to have Amazon <laughs> Prime. Never mind. Where am I going? <laughs> right. This is really screwed up. <laughs> So if you had to watch it once, do it once just so that you can laugh at it and mm. form your own opinion. But I would not say this is a must see. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, so your, your comment about the subtitles and how, you know, you've, you've been relegated to watching with subtitles nowadays. Mm. It just had to do with your vision, right? Like, you're, yeah, you're just like how it wasn't even worth putting on glasses. That was what I was saying. Okay. Yes. I thought you were going somewhere else. And this is the other thing that actually bothers me. And it seems to only appear on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I've been watching Mr. Robot on Amazon. Really love the show. And obviously this movie. But it really annoys me is when another... I watch with subtitles on. Because sometimes it's just hard to tell what someone's saying. Mm-hmm. When a character is talking, you get the subtitles. That's great. But then in this like this film, there's a man who speaks in Mandarin. Mm. But instead of being... You see the Mandarin subtitles on the back in English. Mm-hmm. But you can't see that because there's a subtitle over that that says speaking in Mandarin. <laughs> and it is the world's most fucking obnoxious thing. I get so upset. It's like, I get it. I want to see what the man is saying. See, I didn't have subtitles on when I watched it last night. Oh. And I did see the speaking in Mandarin um, okay. subtitles, but I did not see the one that covered up and said speaking in Mandarin. <laughs> I just saw what he was saying. <laughs> so there. <laughs> Subtitles don't always help. <laughs> yeah, it's it's only on Amazon. Everybody else, when it goes to a um, a non English speaking role, they'll be offset or it won't say at all. It right? just yeah, there'll be yeah. subtitles just disappear and just let you see the thing. It's mm-hmm. like, well, no shit, duh. <laughs> yeah, he's speaking another language. I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not American. <laughs> <laughs> what in tarnation? <laughs> not that we're making fun of anyone from the south. No. So let's just be of course clear. not. No, I think we have like four southern listeners. Do we? Yeah, that, I know them. Oh. <laughs> Only people that know us have listened to this show. <laughs> Nobody else cares. Yeah. All right, so let's move on. All right. Spoiler warning. <laughs> so obviously, from here on out, spoilers ahead. Um, if you haven't seen it and you really want to torture yourself and watch it, <laughs> go watch it and then come back and we'll discuss. I'm shaking my head at Carter right now because... <laughs> His opinion is like invalid. <laughs> At this point, we're just arguing back and forth on whether or not it's worth watching just for the fun of it. I just like to rally you up. <laughs> I'm, I'm very upset. There's going to be a lightsaber fight at the end of this. <laughs> and I'm going to fucking Darth Maul your ass. Like, I need another white guy here so he can watch me stab you and not get through because of the shield converter walls. Mm, yep. <laughs> uh, okay. So I just want to say... Um, Real quick, Hmm. I use IMDb primarily for, I've got my notes here and I've got IMDb up for like fun facts and tidbits and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I usually do that. I just leave it up. Um, I have had zero issues with IMDb staying up and being on um, like the app being open Mm -hmm. and locked on to the movie that we're currently talking about. Yeah. Just in the last 10 minutes that we've been recording, my app has crashed three times while sitting on Velocipaster. <laughs> Which is proof that the movie knows that you don't like it 
so it's sabotaging your shit. Oh, I was going to say it's proof that the movie's terrible and it's sabotaging my stuff. <laughs> Let me be clear, Carter. You're on the wrong side of history. <laughs> the history books will not look kindly upon you on this episode. We'll see. For, for those of you listening out there, now I really want to make this real. Please sound off and tell us if you loved it or hated it. <laughs> I really want to know because I can't be the only one. <laughs> and if you say you don't like it, Private message me first and let me know why, and I'd like to have a conversation and convince you. <laughs> I'm going to union bust this whole thing. Dylan's going to try to convert everybody's answer. <laughs> oh, boy. James says he didn't like it, but then he went into why, and at the end of the day, he was just confused. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, okay, so... <laughs> Let's get this started. Yeah, how hard is it to review a 70-minute movie, right? Right. Story time. Oh, man. So, yeah, runtime is 71 minutes, um, which is... I'm impressed they made it that long, honestly. How long is Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice? (laughs) (laughs) Too long. It's like three hours. I think it's approaching three hours. Not quite three, but... Oh, now you're looking it up. I have to know. Because <laughs> I actually use Batman versus Superman as a, a benchmark. Mm. Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice mm-hmm. is two hours and 31 minutes. This movie is only an hour and 10 minutes, including credits. How many minutes? An hour and 10 minutes. 70 minutes. Oh, this. I, I'm sorry. What did you say Batman versus Superman oh, was? Uh, Batman versus Superman is two hours and 31 okay. minutes. Yeah, so, so two and a half. <laughs> this hour is this, <laughs> Velocipaster is one hour and 10 minutes long. <laughs> so I just want to clarify that it already beats uh, <laughs> Dawn of Justice mm-hmm. BVS for runtime. Yeah. Um, so the movie begins, it opens on a frame of text that says rated X by an all Christian jury. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Amazon has it listed as rated 16 plus, yeah. which isn't even like a real film rating. Like it, it was not, um, it, it, it couldn't even get it to the rating companies. Right. It didn't go to the ESRB or whatever it is. Yeah. No, that's video games. Yeah. Um, but whatever panel that like, um, gives movies ratings, yeah. it, it like it this was straight, <laughs> straight to video. <laughs> This had no theatrical release, by the way. So I don't know if that's true. I don't know if it really was um, put in front of a all-Christian jury and given an X rating. I'm going to say with the theme of the movie, it was not. Probably not. But I wouldn't be surprised if that had happened. Like, it, that's believable. Would a Christian jury even jump to X? Because I feel like Christian juries wouldn't like naturally jump to X, right? Honestly, because of the Christian themes in this movie yeah. and the amount of blasphemy and connection to drugs and the fact that a priest <laughs> sleeps with a hooker <laughs> or, a prostitute. or a prostitute depending on what they prefer <laughs> what's your preferred pronoun <laughs> lady of the night i think that's the most respectful way we can put lady it. of the night yes. lady of the night mm-hmm. yeah. um anyway i would not be surprised if that was real but no i believe they're being facetious um if you ever become part of like a PTA council at your daughter's school, mm-hmm. can I please, please come attend? I just, <laughs> I just want to see what it's like 
like through the eyes of a nice Christian man. You know, you are also going to have the opportunity to be at PTA meetings for your own child, right? We should be PTA dads. <laughs> we would be fucking incredible at PTA dads. That was my first thought. Like, why do you want to come to mine when you have one you can go to? <laughs> <laughs> I have to put my kid in the same school as yours, just so we can be on the same PTA team. That that's yeah, that 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 checks out. We could just bring our microphones and record the meetings. Oh my god, and then talk shit about it. Be like <laughs> bake sale, <laughs> kiss our asses. <laughs> I'm going to have these kids walking around selling Velocipaster DVDs to fundraise for their next school trip. (laughs) That's how you make money. All right. So it opens up on that frame. And then you see Doug. He is a priest. Catholic priest, right? I'm not sure if if they're Catholic. So I do have, obviously, some background in the Christian church. And I was a a youth pastor for a while. We've mentioned this before. I do know bits and pieces of other um, religions and denominations. Hmm. It did not appear to be a Catholic uh, church, Catholic priest. Kind oh, of really? Okay. It's possible that it could have been, but with what I'm familiar about Catholicism, mm-hmm. it may have been a branch of Catholicism, but I don't think they were being serious either. So okay, it probably wasn't meant to be really like nailing down on one particular type Okay. So, because the outfits naturally hit um, Catholicism for me, mm-hmm. and there's a scene where he's like um, passing out, uh, you know, you the wine and crackers, mm-hmm. and he puts the cracker in her mouth, and mm-hmm. then there's like this really awkward <laughs> eye contact deal. Yeah. So, so there were definitely some. Is that um, ca- like uh, Catholicism? Like that's not something like um, Christianity. Well, I mean, it's still Christianity, but yeah, they like, do communion in a similar way to that. Okay. Um, and they do call like their their priest is called Father so-and-so whatever their last name is so like the guy okay. Stuart, father Stuart, that's a normal term for them okay. um so it it is very possible that they could have been um implying that these guys were catholics but i'm not 100 percent certain to with your um professional background in that mm-hmm. would you say is there a massive difference between pastor and priest or pe- priest and pastor or, or is they're both considered the leader of that church mm. so it's not necessarily an interchangeable term it's more just that particular denomination or religion's title okay okay but the duties and responsibilities are pretty similar okay their practices and stuff can be different too but yeah it's pretty similar so yeah you open up and see Doug uh, priest brother Doug um <laughs> He's at priest college is what his parents refer to as to it as. Um, I've never heard of priest college. So that was a new term for me. Uh, I literally wanted to enroll as soon as I heard it. I was like, this is my kind of place. It's more of an internship with him and, uh, and father Stuart. But anyway, he it's showing him finishing up a sermon essentially. And he walks outside the building and his parents are there and they wave at him and they're standing in front of their car and he waves back and he like goes to cross the street and you hear an explosion <laughs> and then the camera pans back to or cuts back to where his parents were standing there's no car there's no parents it's just an empty parking space and words on the screen say vfx car on fire for those not in the know <laughs> those not in the know vfx stands for visual effects <laughs> Um, they could flame sounds. There's explosion sounds. There's no car, just VFX car on fire. <laughs> I think the budget for VFX 
was used up completely in one bloody explosion midway through a flashback. And that was it. (laughs) Probably. Um, So that was entertaining. (laughs) I want to make a movie and also use VFX here, you know, Mm -hmm. like insert uh, favorite uh, attributes here. Right. Um, So, and that got me thinking, I wanted to double check this, but so I mentioned before, the entire movie is comically terrible, obviously, but the practical effects are particularly funny. Mm. There are no visual effects that were animated or added post-production at all. It is all practical effects. They did not have a special effects budget outside of makeup and practical effects. And bless their beautiful souls. Everybody that's involved in this film, like you guys did so good in my eyes. <laughs> Don't listen to Carter. Just let him narrate the story. But really, I'm telling you, it's good. And feel free to jump in and help me narrate at any point. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> this is I'm going to make this easy for you. Doug loses his parents in a fiery car explosion that you don't actually see. (laughs) And then uh, he's very sad as anybody who loses their parents in a fiery VFX car on fire situation would be. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, father of father Stewart. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's under the tutelage of father Stewart at this moment. Yes. And father Stewart says, well, you need to, you need to go and, you know, kind of like find God again. Find yourself and find God. Yeah, you need to. Um, something he does say. Here's a, here's a quote here. Mm. So your parents died, Doug. It's what parents do. They die on you. <laughs> oh, the writing is just so good. <laughs> this makes Dune look like Sesame Street. Okay, this is some, this is some serious shit, Carter. This is incredible stuff. That's a matter of factly sentences right there. Parents. They die on they you. They die on you. That's what they do. <laughs> That's what they're put here for. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty funny. It cuts to him driving because he, he's going to go find his way again, right? He's he's a lost soul at this moment. Right. Uh, one of the my favorite, favorite things about this movie is this is actually begins the intro mm-hmm. of like, you know, like the, the credits are all at the beginning, mm-hmm. quote, quote, beginning of the movie after the first few frames or the first couple of scenes or whatever. <laughs> But that's how they got you to watch the credits. So good. So good. Because <laughs> I wouldn't have stuck to the credits. I stuck to the end. credits. I, I'm a diehard Velocipastor uh, fan. No, I watched the whole thing too. Just to be sure. Yeah. <laughs> but the majority of the credits are in the beginning. And so it's it's backdrop to him driving his Chevelle, mind you. He's just driving. And then there's a weird thing where he's like backing up. <laughs> And you can tell, like, the car is not actually moving. It's got, like, a green screen, yeah. which I don't even think is a green screen. I think this is so smart. I think, and I'm actually going to try to tag the directors and some of the actors. I found them on Instagram mm-hmm. on this review to maybe they'll comment. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I found the actress <laughs> uh, that plays uh, Carol. Uh-huh. She's, like, really funny. Yeah. She, like, right now, she's not acting right now, COVID and all this stuff. But right. she's, like, painting furniture and stuff. And I'm like, what a, like, she just seems like a fun person to go hang out with. And this was a recent movie. I think it came out in 2018. Uh, 2017 officially. Okay. But it didn't actually get picked up on a distributor until 2018. Mm. But Doug, I think what they did was Doug was driving mm. and while he's sitting in a car and on the, the windows of showing things moving, I think they just put like a big 65 inch TV on the side and then it's filmed that, through. It's either that or they had sheets and they were using a projector. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I guess it's a little faint, right? Yeah, mm. you're right. Yeah. So maybe they were projecting things, but that's super smart. I, mm. I love that. That is a... Now, everything that they did was really well done as far as practical practical effects goes. Yeah. 
and it was impressive for I'll, I'll admit it was impressive for the budget of the movie. Come to the dark side, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally like leaning in my emperor chair right now. Too. Yeah. I'm very pleased that you're recognizing the genius of this film. Oh, I'll be honest. I will give it an honest review. I just didn't like it. I'm going to convert you at the end, Carter. <laughs> you will love this film. You may try. <laughs> So he's driving uh, the Chevelle. It's obviously a, you know, a, a it's a low- driving montage while yeah. he's collecting his thoughts, getting ready to go to somewhere. <laughs> Cutting to different scenes. And mm-hmm. then suddenly he's just in the woods, like hiking around in his backpack. China. It's, he's in China. <laughs> and I want to clarify for any of you who don't understand geography. <laughs> We are not land connected to China. No. And I love that his Chevelle that gets eight miles to the gallon (laughs) just commutes (laughs) to China. (laughs) So there's some like strange technology at work here that's not disclosed. Right. Uh, So I'm looking into the conspiracy of that as well. They could have at least like, you know how you can find images on like Shutterstock, Mm. um, find what do they call them? Stock images. Yeah. Or even stock film, like where it shows an airplane taking off. Yeah. They should have done that. They should have just got a a little bit, a little clip of an airplane taking off or landing in what looks like China. Why, why, why Carter? (laughs) That's just more money. We're trying to make this happen on a very (laughs) shoestring budget. Why do you got to be a dick about it? (laughs) Sorry. I just, (sighs) that would have made more sense. (laughs) detraction number one. Oh my gosh no it is it is wild it blew my freaking mind i was like i literally like got up from my couch and was like did he just fucking drive to china and it looks like the pacific northwest yeah it's just it's like larch trees and dogwood bushes and just on a hillside with pine trees and he's walking through the woods like he's in some brand new place Ooh, china And then this Chinese woman is running through the forest. <laughs> yes. And then instantly taken down by an arrow mm. and dies in his hand. And uh, she hands him this, what is like, you think is a rock? No, it's a dinosaur tooth. Hold on. I need to, I need to provide a little clarified detail there. <laughs> she collapses. She rolls over and there he is. And he, like, we can see that he can see that there's an arrow protruding from her abdomen. And he says, <laughs> are you hurt? <laughs> Yes, she's hurt. She's got an arrow and blood coming out of her. Sometimes we just need to confirm information, Carter. That's true. That's, That's true. how you get consent to I'm touch sorry, somebody. I got yeah. all worked up about it. It's if just... I stumble across a woman who's got an arrow in her chest in the middle of the woods, I, I in in the legal hot water I get into just touch the woman and see if she's okay. Mm-hmm. I want to consensually confirm, are you hurt? And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to physically put my hands on you but not in a harmful way. All right, you got me there. Yeah. In a court of law, it's going to look really bad when she's sitting, you know, across the way with an arrow out of her chest saying, oh, yeah, he grabbed my boob. And I'm like, no, I was just trying to see the arrow. That's why I need to know if you're hurt. <laughs> so I'm, he's just covering, okay, like legal. I mean, yep. he's right. a gentleman. Doug is a, a priest in I, training. I was not expecting you to have such a good argument for that. But all right. Credible argument. <laughs> Didn't show how screwed up our legal system is, but whatever. <laughs> Always get consent uh, when rendering uh, aid. Just yep. clarify that. Oh, yeah. I, I did learn that in uh, first aid, taking taking classes and stuff. Get consent. Yes. Yeah, you don't just put your mouth on somebody who doesn't want your mouth on them. May I help you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you it appears to be that you're choking. <laughs> Would you like my mouth on yours? <laughs> well, I guess if they're choking on something, you don't put your mouth on them. No. 
I'm not first aid certified. Do not take any first aid advice from Dylan. <laughs> that is not a stranded streaming pro tip. <laughs> Please do not write that down. Uh, right before he grabs her, though, I do like that he had a compass in his hand and he utters this magnificent phrase. Huh. China is East. <laughs> Just to assist all the oh, geography man. kids out there that failed it. Comedy gold. It's perfect. <laughs> these jokes. I Disney would crib this for Star Wars. Yeah. Like literally, if these guys had a better budget, this would blow Thor Ragnarok out of the water. <laughs> but they just budget was the enemy on this one. Oh, man. Uh, so <laughs> the woman's dying in his arms. Yep. She speaks only Mandarin. But at the <laughs> at the last moment, after giving him the, the rock slash dinosaur tooth, she speaks in English. And in the most obtuse way, she says, Dragon Warrior. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. That's all she says. Oh, and then he tumbles down a hill, cuts his hand. From the uh, dinosaur tooth. Dinosaur tooth or claw, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then starts to have... Uh, convulsions. E- convulsions. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> or, as a lactose intolerant man, another regular visit to the bathroom for me. <laughs> <laughs> After lasagna night. <laughs> and then he passes out, and then boom, we're back in the States. That's he, it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Father Stewart says, another nightmare. <laughs> I like that Father Stewart just walks into his like room without knocking or anything. Right. I mean, like I know priests, you know, aren't seedy or anything, but still. no boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Like what if you're just standing around naked, you know? Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> another nightmare. The very same. He says something that really makes me uh, smile. <laughs> what does he say? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> And I quote, what did the Chinese say? Dragon warrior? <laughs> <laughs> not Chinese woman, yep. not person he found. <laughs> Just the Chinese. The Chinese. Some people would call this offensive. I would say it's smartly offensive enough to make me laugh. It gave me like mildly racist undertones. <laughs> <laughs> it's cringy. <laughs> but... <laughs> There's something about the intentional of this film that really just makes me like it. Yeah. I don't think anybody was genuinely out on like... No, no. They weren't yeah. trying to appear racist or anything. I think they just really played like... They're like, hey, like this is this is the most dumbest, ridiculous thing this guy can say. The acting is very dry. <laughs> yeah. It, actually, here are two words that can really describe the entire story. Dry and melodramatic. <laughs> Everything is overly dramatized, very big motions. It's like a stage play from a group of high schoolers. Like it reminds me of my time in high school drama class. <laughs> I I would have gave that out of 10 out of 10. This is I mean, you got to start somewhere and this is a beautiful place to start. Oh sure, definitely. It's it's just it's giving off that vibe, you know. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just I'm just pointing it out. You know those homemade videos when VHSs like became a thing mm-hmm. and like consumerism, we all were able to record stuff at home. Right. This is like when you gave it to a bunch of people and said, "Okay, here's thirty five grand. Go make a movie." Yeah, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah, we're gonna make a movie." All right. <laughs> uh, so he, he gets some reassurance from Father. What is it, Stewart? Father Stewart. Mm-hmm. And then he runs. <laughs> Father Stewart just takes off, gives him a very awkward hug and a kiss. Yeah, that, that was uncomfortable. <laughs> Doug was seated. Stewart is 
standing over him and leans down to give him a hug. Have, if you've ever tried to give somebody a hug, when one of you is seated and one of you is standing, it's very difficult. <laughs> and it always looks awkward. <laughs> yeah, unless your attempt is to breastfeed the person in front of you, it is the weirdest <laughs> thing you can do. Uh, and then he, uh, Doug decides he needs to get out of there. He's, he's getting anxious. Clear and, his mind. Yeah. Yeah. He mm-hmm. runs down the street, uh, stumbles into a homeless man. And I love it. The homeless man's like, Hey man, you got any change? And instead of being like, no, I don't. I have no material possessions. <laughs> I'm a priest. <laughs> I really wish I was a priest. So I could use that line on, on not, not a homeless person, just anybody. Yeah. Like, Hey man, can I borrow a few bucks? <laughs> like I'm a priest. I have no material possessions. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get back into my Lamborghini and drive away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, as he's running, uh, Doug is running away. He bumps into Carol, who they don't know each other at this moment, but she is a lady of the night. Mm-hmm. And uh, it introduces her, and then it introduces probably one of my most favorite character uh, because he is so horrible. <clears throat> and I love his name, Frankie Mermaid. <laughs> and you learn why he's called Frankie Mermaid. And I, uh, you're a man of uh, proper etiquette, so I will do the cursing for you. Oh, thanks, uh, Frankie Mermaid. Because he's swimming in bitches. <laughs> he's a pimp. <laughs> in case you didn't know. <laughs> in case that was not obvious. Frankie Mermaid is one of the most well-acted characters in this film. I will say, he did a good job with his character, which is... <laughs> Make you hate him. You are supposed to hate Frankie Mermaid. Yes. Mm-hmm. He is scummy of the scum. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Frankie Mermaid, 10 out of 10 guy. Yep. <laughs> Doug continues stumbling around. Um, he like has that cut on his hand yeah. from the um, dinosaur tooth mm-hmm. and he ends up like crashing through the park and it gets dark and then he makes his transformation. Carol was sent to the park by Frankie mermaid mm-hmm. to, to go pick up some Johns Her nightly duties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's so weird to know a pimp that has like assigned seating. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> okay. You're going to be at the park <laughs> picking up Johns. I also love that uh, he's just so belligerent in his uh, <laughs> just display of terribleness. Yeah. But she, she has to go. It's it's nighttime. Carol's at the park. A mugger wanted to rob her. And I love her line. She's like, honey, I don't have the money. You're supposed to give me the money. <laughs> 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 then the mugger is attacked by this unknown creature. Mm-hmm. It's Doug. <laughs> Let's be clear here. Right. The man is thrown on the ground. He's firing the gun wildly. Uh, it's semi-automatic handgun. Mm-hmm. And and I say that specifically to notate that after he's being mauled, he stands back up like he's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he shoots at the unknown monster, Doug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Velocipaster. Doug Master. the dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I like it because then it turns into a single fire handgun. Uh, that he has to charge every time he shoots. Yeah, he has to like shoot and then cock the rounds uh-huh. in. And it just cracked me up. <laughs> but it was a semi-auto just moments ago. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> Building up tension, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I've never seen a semi-auto handgun that just converts to... Nope. You know... That's because it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the best things in this film. Yeah. <laughs> Continuity. And then Doug just whacks his head off. <laughs> I love the actress that plays Carol. She's like looking into the camera and then you see this dummy head mm-hmm. <laughs> fly. And a spurt of blood just all over her face. Perfect. <laughs> blood dripping from <laughs> from the dinosaur's mouth. I love that the dinosaur can hit somebody so hard 
the head just falls right off. Yeah, the flesh just separates. I, I mean, it's like a Lego piece. <laughs> it's perfect. Anytime somebody loses a limb or a head or whatever, it's from a mannequin, <laughs> and they didn't even try to hide it. <laughs> like they they put facial hair on some of the mannequins, and they like had other little details. Oh like yeah, that. the the la- at the end the mm-hmm. facial hair. Yeah, highly offensive. But Loved aside it. from that, there's no hiding it. It's <laughs> just mannequin pieces. <laughs> Uh, so Doug saves Carol. Yep. Plops the head off. Uh, then it wakes up the next morning, and Doug is sleeping in a, another person's bed. Mm-hmm. And Carol's bed. Ca- Ooh, Carol's bed. Controversy. Car- Carol comes in in this very like um, almost intimate looking night, g- like a uh, pajamas. Yeah. Very nice. Very uh, silk. Very sheer. I was really. I was really jealous of the material, like, and I found out that this movie there was no like, um, no outfit. Uh, what was it? Not uh, what's a person on a movie set that does outfits? Um, wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no, there's no wardrobe. Uh, the actress that played Carol, mm-hmm. she, those are her own like clothes that She's she dressed herself. She just dressed herself for the film. <laughs> like she bought whatever and wore it for the film. That's funny. So that's I think she owns that, and if she ever sells it, I'd probably buy it. And then wear it and walking around looking for a dinosaur pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, they get into this uh, weird conversation where it's implied that he thinks they slept together, but she's actually just talking. Nothing ever actually happened. They're talking about two different things, but they <laughs> think they're talking about the same thing. <laughs> she's saying last night was amazing. And he's like, this can never happen again. And it never should have happened at all. <laughs> was it bad? It was weird. <laughs> It all happened so quickly. I was very scared. I think I peed myself. (laughs) Was it your first time too? (laughs) And finally they get to, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? (laughs) The time you turned into a dinosaur and ate someone. (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm telling you, this movie is gold. It's minted. Oh, man. Yeah. The script was good. <laughs> lots of lots of good uh, humor. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> so he, he pretty much, he's like, well, prove it. And she's like, well, there's the body is still at the park. Mm-hmm. And so they need to go to the park. I love it. He looks at her because he's butt naked. And he goes, do you have anything I can wear? And she goes, yes. <laughs> we don't see anything. It cuts to the next scene there in the park. He's wearing one of her dresses. Mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> very uh short it's a very short dress <laughs> there yeah there is a they, they have a, a word that describes when your junk shows through your underwear sheer uh no no it's like a revealing no it's like a funny term like because you know some people call like uh like men's uh thongs like banana hammocks and stuff oh okay but there's like a, a term in that kind of like sense yeah that describes like like a front bump for guys or something like that oh it, the the dress <laughs> definitely <laughs> shows off doug's front bump oh <laughs> <laughs> yes it does <laughs> don't question me he looked good in that dress <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. real good in that dress <laughs> Oh, um, I need to point out there is another continuity error there. Mm. Um, not that I'm keeping track or anything. <laughs> oh, you're not being critical at all. That's the only time where he transforms to and from being a dinosaur. Oh, and is naked? And is naked. All the other times he still has his clothes on. <laughs> it's like Hulk in his shorts. Uh-huh. Technically, Hulk would be naked or Bruce Banner would be naked every time. Right. <laughs> so they get to the park. Doug's in a dress. Ha ha. <laughs> Moving on from that. They get into this altercation where <laughs> she reveals that she is a, a lady of the night. Mm-hmm. 
and he's very upset. I love his reaction. He calls her a Jezebel and uh, don't touch me with thy sinning hands. <laughs> very dramatic. <laughs> love it. I love it. It's it's so perfect. And uh, she's actually going, she's doing pre-med law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she says one of my favorite lines in the movie. You think I like turning tricks to pay for college? Question mark. <laughs> There's surprisingly little demand for hooker doctor lawyers. <laughs> The woman's right. Yeah. At what time would one need a hooker doctor lawyer? You know, like when you need your doctor, you potentially may need a lawyer, but would you ever need a hooker doctor or a hooker lawyer or all three? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of a time where the uh, scenario would require such a thing. So it's like, imagine having like three professions that don't. That don't fit together. Yeah. (laughs) So like electrician, Mm -hmm. scuba diver and firefighter all in one. Actually, I can think of a uh, scenario where you could be an electrician and a scuba diver, but not a firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that one doesn't belong there. <laughs> so I think what you're saying is that Dr. Or no, Hooker Lawyer makes more sense than Dr. Hooker Lawyer. Oh, no, this had nothing to do with that. Oh, that just, just your example. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Um, so he, after they argue and stuff, and he's saying she's trying to convince him that it could be a good thing. Mm. It could be a blessing rather than a curse. Mm -hmm. And he's yeah. Away from me, Jezebel. (laughs) Um, Vine sinning hands. And then he realizes, Oh, I'm late for confessions. (laughs) So I need to run back home and get changed and go to the church, (laughs) which he does. And father Stewart, Doug, you're late for confession. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Is that a normal conversation people have at churches? Um, Have you ever seen an, an interaction like that ever? Well, I've never actually like been involved in confessionals, yeah. so I don't know. Confessionals are only <laughs> <laughs> confessionals are only exclusive to Catholicism, right? Do they have any other like? I feel like branches there are other. That? I feel like there are others that do. That that's why I keep sticking it's, with it's traditionally Kalala, a Catholic Catholicism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, um, but yeah. Anyway, he says he's, you're late, and um, he rushes in. And guess who his first confession is from? Frankie fucking mermaid. (laughs) And I only say that because my next line of notes is Frankie fucking mermaid smokes wherever he wants because his life is on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Which is his reply after Doug tells him you can't smoke in here. (laughs) Frankie, like uh, the terrible human being that he is, proceeds to confess everything, including killing Doug's parents. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and the fact that killing Doug's parents gave him a mild erection. And in a fit of rage, um, <laughs> Doug's hands transform into dinosaur hands and he breaks through the wall and slits his throat. I, I, this is see, this is this is a key moment where I decided this movie, because up to this point, I was kind of like shocked, confused mm-hmm. and just kind of like not sure where I sit on this. But this moment solidified Velocipastor is the greatest movie in the world is <laughs> I can't yeah. believe I'm hearing this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Frankie fucking mermaid confessed every terrible thing he's done, including like wronging uh, Doug directly. Uh-huh. After Frankie does, he's like, I'm never going to tell you why. You'll just have to kill me. Mm-hmm. And in any movie I've seen, whenever the bad guy's like, you'll just have to kill me, the good guy never kills the guy. Right. The good guy's like, Oh, I better rethink the situation. Right. That's the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Doug just goes for it and gets it done. And you know what? 
Doug's my man. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, slit his throat. He done did killed him. And that was uh, that was exit stage left for Frankie Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> An unfortunately short-lived character. Mm-hmm. So that prompts him to go back to Carol and admit what he had just done mm. and that he liked it. And then they, she's consoling him. Yeah, she. So her idea of maybe you could use this for good, you know, to kill bad guys. <laughs> he's starting to come over to her side, and he says, "All right, we're going to do this, but we're only going to hurt bad people." <laughs> and then she gets all clinging on him because he tells her that he killed Frankie Mermaid. Yeah, who was her boss, her pimp. Yep. And so now she's like, "Oh man, this is so great! I'm free." <laughs> Cue the um, superhero montage. <laughs> Which is so well done. Immediately after that, you get a, you get a song um, that covers a montage of him, basically. The whole thing is him spending more time with Carol uh-huh. and killing bad guys as and, a dinosaur. And Carol kind of like getting the Johns to, mm-hmm. like, to find out who's bad and not. Find out who's who, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... And obviously they get closer because yeah. now they're getting to know each other and he's killing more bad guys and all that until eventually Father Stewart becomes concerned <laughs> of all the time away from the church that he's spending. And who's this girl? <laughs> I and, and their conversation together is one of my favorite. Uh, Doug looks at him and he says, what if I told you I was different? About to confess. Oh, is this in your notes too? Yeah. Oh, go ahead and finish it. <laughs> finish. Father Stewart says, you're not that different, Doug. There are plenty of men like that in the church. <laughs> no. <laughs> not where I was going with that. <laughs> and He's you- trying to tell him that he turns into a dinosaur when he gets mad. <laughs> not that he's into men. Um, and, and I laugh at this scene, not oh, because man. that... Um, being gay is funny Mm -hmm. i laugh at this scene this scene hits so good because if if you know the massive controversies the catholic church has gone through with sexual um you know assault of people Mm -hmm. young boys uh, that's the tragic part but just just hearing that line and just it all lining up Mm -hmm. i mean it was just on on the nose for me i loved it (laughs) uh oh and then uh Father Stewart proceeds to have what every good movie should have, a nom flashback. Doug has the flashback first, though. Oh, Doug has a flashback? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a flashback scene oh, where his family. Doug's remembering his parents. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. whoops. I'm wrong. Yeah. So he's... Because um, I remember... I I, know, I wrote this down in my notes. The flashback scene where he was with his parents in the car yeah. reminded me of Spider-Man. Oh, with Uncle Ben? Yeah, where Peter's with Uncle Ben, and it's like he's kind of talking to him like from beyond yeah. because all of the windows are white and you can't actually see anything outside the car. Oh, that's right. And it's after he had passed. He's kind of having a what if conversation. Yeah. Same thing with his parents. <laughs> They're no longer here. He's, he's remembering a conversation that they had previously. Um, and the sides of the car are all white. Or yeah. the, the windows are all white outside. So you can't actually see where they are. Yeah. It reminded me of Spider-Man. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, it's also them at breakfast. And yeah. Laughing continuously. Laughing mm-hmm. And um, they mention in the car, that's that's when they say, we're going to go for a drive and then we'll pick you up afterwards from uh, from preschool <laughs> or priest college or whatever they call it. <laughs> priest school. If, if priest college is 
short enough where a drive is enough for you to be certified. Right. That's my kind of licensing. You know? <laughs> so that must have happened like the day that they died. Yeah. I don't remember what the connection was there or why he had that uh, flashback. But after that part, he's still arguing with Father Stewart, and yeah. um, he thinks he's on a mission from God. Father Stewart says, that's insane. God doesn't want people dead. And Doug is like, I think God wants a lot of people dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and then Stewart has his flashback after he takes Doug to see the um, exorcist. He tells Doug, all right, you're going to stay in this room. I'm going to contact the the diocese, which is a um, like leadership. Yeah, um, in the Catholic Church, it, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so, all right, you've sold me. It's probably Catholic. It's, it's Catholic. <laughs> it's Catholic. I didn't want to point it out specifically in case we have any Catholic listeners. <laughs> but yes, the evidence is pointing towards Catholicism. Catholic <laughs> listeners, chime in. Did you find Velocifaster offensive or entertainingly so? Because as an Asian person, I really thought it was funny with the, uh, what did the Chinese tell you? <laughs> right. So the diocese are taking too long, and Father Stewart takes Doug to see his old friend, the exorcist. But the exorcist is like... Is that David Blaine or da- like some discount like Copperfield? Kind of looked like it, yeah. He looks like someone, like I... <laughs> you know what I mean? He has that thing about him. Uh-huh. Like that sleazy... Uh, grifter look right because he's not like a member of the church yeah. and father stewart even tells him that he's like i only go to this guy if it's like absolutely necessary because some of the stuff he does is kind of unconventional and definitely not of the church <laughs> um, and he looks like like a kind of a wizard type guy like, <laughs> don't embarrass me in front of the wizard <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like yeah. all of his like he, he looks like he'd be the kind of guy holding seances and stuff. Like what is that uh, guy that was on TV years ago? It was like David Blaine or something like that. But he was like he talked to spirits and he was all this and that. I think it was David Blaine. Is it? I think so. But like he just like at the end David, of the day David Copperfield's the magician. Okay. He's like the accredited <laughs> magician of doing cool stuff. Right. So I think David Blaine was like the discount version. Yeah. Sorry if you're a David Blaine fan, but I mean <laughs> they're all grifters to me. So anyway, while um, while they're doing that, preparing the seance, that's when Stuart has his flashback. Of Nam. Of Nam. <laughs> I love it. They just put a blonde wig on him <laughs> to make him look younger. And I love his helmet. His helmet's not even period correct. <laughs> uh-huh. Because it's got the chin strap. On the front of his chin. Yeah. <laughs> looks like it's from like world war one or something uh no the chin strap's actually from modern combat helmets oh like later yeah, in the that, 2000s no, that's right that's like, right like the because the new uh, military helmets have mm-hmm. like the the dome and then like the little like it bumps out on the ears mm-hmm. whereas the old helmets are just kind of like bubbly and round right uh obviously nothing's period correct because we see a sniper leaning up against the back thing with like khakis mm-hmm. and uh some adidas shoes <laughs> and if you know anything about uh, your guns or weapon care, or even the way the military, you know, like your weapon is your life. Mm-hmm. The last thing you need is junk, like in dirt and debris in your barrel. And this sniper, this certified military sniper has a rifle. Barrel down. <laughs> Just in the dirt. Leaning against the building. <laughs> as if he's planting it to grow more. <laughs> oh my gosh. But he's he's flashing back to remember when his, his, his war buddy, mm. what was his name? Do you remember? <laughs> don't um hold on you <laughs> had a funny name though that was his name war buddy ollie <laughs> um anyway war buddy ollie 
He's talking to him and he's telling him, you're going to go back and you're going to, you're going to get married and you're going to have kids and you're going to name one of your kids after me. And it's going to be great. You know, you're going to tell him all about your war buddy, Ali. And he gets shot in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ali! that's right. Cause he made a proclamation that he's made it this long in the war without getting shot. Yeah. He's going to make it through the whole war uh-huh. without never being shot with a smile on his face. <laughs> and then he gets shot. Blood sprays all over father Stewart. And, <laughs> And then he's writing a letter. The next scene he cuts to him writing a letter to Ali's mom and dad. <laughs> it is addressed to Ali's mom and dad, not their names. Just says, Dear Ali's mom and dad, it is with great regret that I inform you. They literally could have done the rate, uh, great regrets. Uh huh. <laughs> and I'm surprised they didn't. And then his girl, Adeline. Adeline. Yeah, that's right. Love of his life shows up in Nam. Yeah. In the woods. In the woods, in the jungle. <laughs> What's she doing here? And he says, Adeline. And she says, Stuart, Adeline, Stuart. And she runs to him and directly two feet in front of him, <laughs> she steps on a mine and the scene cuts like there's a there's a flash implying an explosion. Yeah. And just blood all over the front of him. This solves a huge mystery of why the beginning of the film said VFX car on fire because mm-hmm. the budget all went to this scene right here. But still, like, there was, like, the flash that I'm talking about is just, like, you can tell that they paused it, like, mm. they cut while she was running to him. Yeah. And then they picked it up without having, like, trying to make sure he stood still. Yeah. And then they just, like, Removed a few a, frames. Removed a few fla- frames and splooshed a bucket of blood on him. <laughs> there was no actual visual effects. It was still just practical effects. <laughs> Just, whoops, just blood. This movie inspires me to really think that I can make a movie. You know that, right? <laughs> we could totally make a movie. We should make a movie, Carter. <laughs> that would be that's our claim to fame. Oh man, we made something l- like worse than Velocipaster. <laughs> Stranded and streaming presents. <laughs> <laughs> Discount oh, Velocipaster. Mm-hmm. We'll just crib everything. <laughs> oh my gosh! So he loses uh, Adeline. Which is nonsensical. Adeline dies in a massively sad tripping on a mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. even one of the medic, the sniper, the sniper. He was like, "Oh, she's sh- too far gone. I don't <laughs> think we can save her. There's nothing left. It's just blood. She's like evaporated." <laughs> and then it goes back to current day. Yeah, the exorcism room uh-huh. with discount David Blaine, <laughs> the charlatan. I think his name is Altair. Is, is it? yeah in the in the credits his name is Altair. <laughs> He does not look at it. I don't think they even used his name like in the movie. He's a he's just a grifter. Yeah. His name is probably like Danny or something like that. In world, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like my name's Danny like, you know, Henderson. Danny Blaine. Yep, Danny Blaine. <laughs> but I go by Altair because it sounds mystical. My my mystical name. <laughs> my mystic name. My sorcerer name. <laughs> uh, the exorcism begins to chanting. Yeah, yeah, some fun, you know, chance you can find at uh, any time online. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this causes Doug to turn into, well, well, partially transform into a dinosaur. And mm-hmm. then it's alluded that he kills Father Stewart. He thinks that he kills him, but he doesn't actually kill him. He just plucks one of his eyes out <laughs> with his little raptor claws. Just bloop. <laughs> and then Doug busts free. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it. Discount David Blaine here. <laughs> Alta here. What have I done? <laughs> and then. 
the evil laugh. Which that laugh, I we did miss one part where they introduced the uh, the big bad of the movie, and it's him and this white guy. Oh, that's right. The um, uh, his name is uh, Wei Chan. <laughs> He's like offensively Asian, uh-huh. and I love it. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that part. It's somewhere between um, Doug and Doug's Carol flashback, yeah, yeah. and father stewart's flashback but yeah it introduces wei chan and you don't find out the names of any anybody that he's with but mm-hmm. he's talking about their um their ninjas and the drug trade and they're mm-hmm. trying to um, <laughs> or they're yeah they're, they've got this organized crime ring going on and they're talking about the dragon warrior and how he could take on their whole operation and and compromise it he says no we're gonna take down the dragon warrior and everything's gonna be great and we will we will prevail <laughs> there's a conversation of dialogue in that scene uh-huh. this is earlier back in the movie when they first introduced him but he's looking at one of his main henchmen which is like this little white guy which they explain who why he is yeah of this uh, mostly asian crew but <laughs> he's just this is one of those scenes where the captions popped up and then the captions went over the captions mm-hmm. that pissed me off so i had to turn it <laughs> off and watch the scene again well one of his lines is my favorite he just sits down and then he's talking to his henchman and uh, he goes How's our drug trade doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, so casual. <laughs> I love it. I love it when the uh, the kingpin of a bad organization just incriminates himself by saying <laughs> out loud, "Right? How's our drug trade going?" <laughs> As if his employee didn't know that they were running a drug trade. Right? It's so brilliant. That is just that is some proper dialogue. Oh boy. Anyways, uh, flash forward all the way back to where we're at. Oh yeah, this is where Doug Doug runs away from the um, the exorcism situation. Right, he's back in the park, and and the ninjas converge on him. Oh no no no! This is where our sex scene is. No, that's after. Yeah, the ninjas the ninja oh, attacks happen. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Because he does have a line about the that. ninja attack happens because here's what I wrote: <laughs> the ninjas and their playbook. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. There's three of them just standing there looking at him transforming into a dinosaur, <laughs> and they're like, the one of them pulls out a notepad and he's going over it with the other that's guy. That's right. That's right. There's the one guy off on the Choi Ming. Off, yeah, on the left hand side. Yeah. He's just kind of like off in his own little world thinking about his girl back home yeah. having his own war flashback. And the other two are discussing their playbook on how they're going to go attack this dinosaur. We're going to do this three-way pincer, right? And we're gonna, you're going to come around that way and I'm going to go in the middle and you're going to go over there and we're just going to get him, right? And he, and, and this whole time, Troy Main is having this flashback, yep. you're right, of his uh, the love of his life. I love it because it slows down, plays some music, shows her. Right. And also, like, his narration in Mandarin of the love of his life. And it cuts back to that main guy, and he's like, Troy Min, you in? Oh, you're always in. <laughs> I like that about you. He doesn't even say anything. He just, oh, yeah, you're always in. <laughs> and I like it. The that's some, Again, the, the dialogue is so good. Mm-hmm. He pulls out his sword, Troy Min and the other guy, to the other henchman. And then the main lead guy, he's like, all right, boys, can't live forever. <laughs> charged <laughs> that's how you do it yeah that's like a real fucking warrior spirit that was really funny <laughs> nobody lives forever let's go charge at a dinosaur <laughs> uh but you don't actually see any of that fight um you just know that he got kind of cut and bloodied up a little bit because mm. he shows up at carol's house in her bedroom again and he's covered up in newspapers <laughs> why is he hiding under a bunch of newspapers <laughs> <laughs> to keep 
for? She discovers him. He's in his he's in his uh, mm. jeans and his white wife beater tank top. Yeah, and he's got cuts and bruises, like he's just been in a scrape. And he tells her, "I was attacked by ninjas." <laughs> And she's all consoling him and, oh, no, you're going to be okay. And, and then there's another montage. Kiss and, me. Uh-huh. Just kiss me. There's a mo- uh, montage. So you see, an- you have another um, music track play over this weird montage. It's definitely an implied sex scene. Mm-hmm. And I will say, this is the be- it's the best way they could have done it. This is the best sex scene I've ever seen. Because nothing actually happens. It's all implied. The mm-hmm. only thing you know for sure is that they were in bed together. They did and they, kiss. And they did kiss and they held hands. Yeah. That's it. All of the rest of it is implied. Thank you so much. Why they don't play this in elementary schools is beyond me. <laughs> they finally did it right. Somebody did a good implied, not, not shown. Yep. Oh my gosh. I, I love it. It's so weird. <laughs> they do like the 80s where it's like multiple different w- uh, frames happening all at once. Mm-hmm. There's hands reaching out slowly, not touching. And then later on, the hands are gently touching. It kind of reminded me of like a weird like 80s yeah. scene. Like, yep. yeah, it was it was interesting. It, um, it, b- hands down, best sex scene I've ever seen <laughs> in any <laughs> Like movie that's available that's not like you know CD and inappropriate on purpose, right? Just a main. No, well, this isn't a mainstream movie, but yeah, well done, well um, done, Velocipaster. So the next morning, they're in they're in bed together, and the ninjas bust in through the windows. Some say three three ninjas bust in, <laughs> the same ninjas from the night before, and he says these must be the ninjas from the night before <laughs> that attacked me at the park. <laughs> and w- here's the thing, though. It's it's great and all, but it was a very quick tussle. Oh like, yeah! How do two white people just take <laughs> down these ninjas in ten seconds? <laughs> Doug, having no professional martial arts or any combat training prior, or even after turning into a dinosaur, oh he gosh. fights in his normal human form mm-hmm. in his tidy whities. In his tidy no whities, <laughs> Carol. Carol's a certified badass. Mm-hmm. She's whooping ass in this scene yeah she takes down either one or two of them i don't remember but yeah like uh yeah i think they each take down one and then him and her kind of share one mm-hmm. um that's a weird sentence to say but <laughs> wow way to go <laughs> <laughs> phrasing <laughs> but carol is so incredible like that was the moment that the movie sold me on carol like i mean I, she sold me as soon as she was like kiss me like <laughs> or uh the dr hooker lawyer line mm-hmm. she i mean the actress sold me on that but this after this her combat performance she's a better fighter than doug honestly carol was the most convincing actor and <laughs> had the best performance in my opinion that's true <laughs> right behind frankie mermaid <laughs> <laughs> So one of the ninjas um, talks to him briefly before he either dies or passes out. I'm not sure which. Mm. It's another implication there. <laughs> um, but he gives him a cross necklace and says, remember your faith, Doug Jones. And, and it doesn't die, just falls back asleep. Yeah. Or <laughs> dies. We don't know. <laughs> it was a very gentle <laughs> dying. It was very gentle. It, did not, it was not extreme. Oh, but before we... Um blast through that <clears throat> remember we were watching the matrix mm-hmm. and you were talking about the epilepsy warning that there was none oh yeah mm-hmm. this technically should get one because during the sex scene towards the end 
it's like flashing frames mm, yeah mm-hmm. rapidly so i i don't know just he- heads up for epilepsy viewers if that mm-hmm. triggers you there is no official warning um i mean with the budget i don't know if they can insert a frame with the warning <laughs> yeah <laughs> heads up <laughs> so yeah you've uh after he hands him the the necklace and tells him remember your faith then it cuts to wei chan and uh father stewart mm. he had been recovered by wei chan and he tells him their grand plan <laughs> Their uh, grand faith-based crusade <laughs> to, to get people addicted to drugs <laughs> and then remove the drugs so that they have to go find shelters who are run by Christians so they can join the church and join their grand Christian faith army, <laughs> their holy army to fight the infidels. <laughs> and I've never heard Asian armies fighting any infidels. And he even calls the the... Their um their troops or whatever, what was it? Templar ninjas. <laughs> like there's some like knights of the crusades. Like <laughs> if you ever played Assassin's Creed the games, the game would literally pass out knowing that the Knights of Templar and Ninjas all oh got together gosh. in bed. And then the mystery dude, the the white boy, mm. um, he's still got his his face covering on. Oh yeah, because Doug confronts them now. Well, no, Doug's not there yet. Oh, um, oh, this is when he's talking to Father, Father Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, okay. Father Stewart and Wei Chan are still talking, and Wei Chan's telling him all about these drug plans. And Father Stewart looks at him, and he's like, what does Christianity have to do with drugs? <laughs> and the white boy pulls down his mask aggressively and says, everything. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that plays white boy is so good. So oh, good. Oh, man. Um yeah, then so then because it's obvious that Father Stewart is not on board with this plan. Yeah. He stabs people. him with an arrow, he just kills him. <laughs> I love that uh <laughs> well, not that Father Stewart dies, mm-hmm. but Wei Chen's evil plan to get people hooked on drugs, specifically cocaine. Mm-hmm. But they made a better cocaine called Spider's six, Kiss. Six times more addictive than regular <laughs> cocaine. As if cocaine wasn't cocaine enough. Not saying cuz I have any experience, but normal cocaine <laughs> Is already <laughs> a friend told me. Pretty sure that would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it's already good enough to ruin your life. This stuff's so good <laughs> that when we supply it and then remove it unexpectedly, they're gonna have to come back to us. It would have been better if it was like strips of bacon coated in cocaine. Now that oh my gosh, yeah, th- that is ninety times more addictive <laughs> than Spider's Kiss. I'd call it pig's kiss. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) One small blurb I had in my notes. When Father Stewart first wakes up and Wei Chen, the evil grandmaster, Mm -hmm. he's like, would you like some tea? And then he pours them water. (laughs) And just leaves it on the table. He doesn't even offer it to him. (laughs) Clearest tea I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Is that Wei Chen's thing? It's like, would you like some tea? Proceeds to pour hot water. (laughs) Vodka. (laughs) <laughs> tea uh it cuts back to doug and carol yes. they're now ready to attempt their mission mm-hmm. there uh there's another like it's not really a montage per se but they're mm. like getting ready getting dressed to go fight yeah um and then they confront the ninja didn't actually tell him anything about where they came from or what's going on and doug even makes a line he says good thing that ninja told us where the where their camp was or before he died or whatever like no he didn't what the movie is smart carter it's self-aware 
It knows all the rules of conventional movie making. So they go and find Wei Chan's um, clan. <laughs> His and, hideout. And that's when you find out about Sam. <laughs> the white boy is Doug's long lost brother, Sam. <laughs> and every, every time Sam says a line, he's so aggressive. <laughs> he pulls down his mask and says, brother. <laughs> Are you are you surprised to see me, brother? <laughs> Just very aggressive with all of his lines and ends it with brother every time. Um, and then you see another flashback. Oh, yes, my favorite. It's the same flashback that we saw from Doug earlier where it's all of the family around the breakfast table laughing yeah. and Sam's off in another room. Just kind of looking at them like, hmm. and you hear Doug, you're my only son. Uh huh. <laughs> when they're in the car, <laughs> and he rises up from the back seat like, <gasps> like a sad puppy. Uh huh. <laughs> and and I love it because the whole family's laughing all the time. Right. And so now Sam's like, "What's so funny, Doug? You guys are always laughing." <laughs> <laughs> and their their battle did not last very long. No, he, he threw his sword down. <clears throat> Sam does. He, yeah. he draws a sword and then throws it on the ground and says, I will not stain the sword of my ancestors with your blood. And they do a little fist fight. And then um, somehow uh, Doug is able to force pull the sword. Yeah. He doesn't reach over and grab it. He like it shoots to him. And I love this line. Your ancestors are my ancestors. <laughs> and, and rushes at him and stabs him. So much blood. So much blood. If we ever, um, if something terrible happens that splits us mm-hmm. and we become mortal enemies, I I want you to promise me you're going to kill me in that fashion. With a sword. And you have to say your ancestors. Your ancestors are my ancestors. <laughs> and then fucking kill me. <laughs> Stab me in the heart with your serrated ninja sword. Oh my God. <laughs> So Sam's on the ground, bleeding out, screaming, and Doug is still screaming after having stabbed Sam. And both of them are just like, they must have had their, whatever they were using to mm. spray blood. Yeah. Their, um, whatever the fake, whatever they were using for the fake blood. It was very wa- uh, watery. Was very watery and yeah. very light colored. It wasn't very dark. Yeah. I've heard that a good way to make fake blood is using corn syrup and food coloring and then Mm. water it down with cornstarch and water. Oh, wow. I don't know for sure if people are still doing that because obviously there's a lot of new developments in technology and filmmaking and stuff. We should try this. We we could try it. This would be a fun story for the Instagram. Make some fake blood. Yeah. And then shoot a little scene. Whatever they were using, it was very watery and it went everywhere. And they must have had like a little hose just like spraying it on both of them because (laughs) Sam's entire face was covered. His entire chest was covered. Doug's entire face was covered. (laughs) Like four people's worth of blood. Yeah. Just all over his face. And he gets up and he he realizes he's outnumbered. Yeah. And that's when another ninja, big, tall white boy ninja yeah. cuts down uh, Carol. Carol. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Doug gets into his rage state again, turns into a dinosaur. Only this time, this is the first time you actually see yeah. the entire dinosaur. And it is the cheesiest looking dinosaur <laughs> suit I have ever seen with a hump back where his head goes. It's, yeah, it's, it's the hump in the back. Is that's that where wh- his head is? He's standing upright, but the dinosaur head is below where his head is. 
oh, it's just, it was so. It was a hunchback, like dinosaur. <laughs> and I, I, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, paleontologists mm. and anybody who knows their dinosaurs, I don't. Obviously, Doug does in the movie because he had a book that says all about dinosaurs. Right. <laughs> but. That sure as hell looks like a T-Rex to me. Yeah, it looked it did, it looked nothing like a raptor, <laughs> velociraptor, whatever they're called. Like you think of Jurassic Park and yeah. the sleek, slender, short, yeah, razor claws. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, looked nothing like what you would think a, a velociraptor would look like. It was very T-Rex esque, but regular man sized T-Rex. <laughs> I have an inflatable T-Rex costume that looks better. I have a T-Rex inflatable head. Do you, you have the whole thing? I have the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, well, we have just the head. We look, we need to get some cornstarch, make some fake blood, and let's go just <laughs> knock this shit out of the backyard right now. It's one. Well, it's two o'clock. We can make this happen. All right. All right. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so Doug, uh, uh, Carol is slain. I like mm-hmm. this. Carol's Carol's kicking some ass, ninja ass, by the way. Right. Enough that <laughs> there's some ninjas crying and running away and pointing at her like, oh, she, she mm-hmm. hurt us <laughs> to go tell on him. The, mm-hmm. the ninja that comes out, he comes out with a sword, comes at Carol. Carol does nothing and then just gets cut and <laughs> and proceeds to die. Yep. Doug is holding Carol. And I love this as Doug's holding Carol and, you know, having the, the death moment with her. Mm-hmm. It cuts to the ninjas and they're also crying and being very sad about mm-hmm. it, too. <laughs> My kind of ninjas. <laughs> Emotionally empathetic. And then out of nowhere, he just does his transformation and he just goes to town on him. He's yeah. throwing him all over the place and beating him up. A badass fight. Mm-hmm. And after he has taken care of all of those ninjas, then Wei Chan comes out and shoots him with an arrow. Mm. Best transition of the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they. It looks like they held up two squares of film reel. <laughs> One with him in the dinosaur costume and the other with just him in his regular clothes as a person. And then repeated it? Yeah, and just like, just swapped it back and forth until he landed on being turning back into a human. And he's got this arrow sticking out of his leg. And Wei Chan proceeds to tell him, in ancient China, we discovered this antidote for the lizard people. and The like, dragon warriors. The, the dragon warriors. We just had to shoot them with this antidote and it would change them back into humans and we would defeat them. And he gets up really close to him and he's he does the villain monologue, that yeah. whole thing. And Doug looks at him and he says, I think my hands are immune. And he reaches up when he's got dinosaur <laughs> hands again. <laughs> and he grabs him around the neck. And then it cuts to him facing away. You're looking at Doug, but you're seeing Wei Chan from behind. Yeah. And he just pops his head off. And it's another mannequin head. Big surprise. <laughs> and he's holding it up like Lion King pose with Rafiki and uh, Simba just holding him up like he's Simba and screaming. (laughs) And then freeze frame words come on the screen and it's a quote from Gandhi. (laughs) Only through the elimination of violence will we finally be able to achieve world peace. (laughs) As Doug covered in blood, holding a severed head of a Chinese man Gandhi's words of wisdom on the screen. Uh, violence. <laughs> that that really got me right there. <laughs> this is the greatest movie in the world. Oh my gosh. And just when you think it ends, um, by the way, <clears throat> the head is a mannequin head. Oh yeah, he drops it. 
and there is uh, they do very offensive uh, eyebrows. He rolls over on the ground, and you see his face, big bushy eyebrows, <laughs> and the Fu Manchu mustache <laughs> that Wei Chan had. <laughs> if you want to understand Shang Chi's offensive past, oh boy, uh, just look at uh, <laughs> Wei Chan. Yep, you know, in this movie, and you'll understand why it was such a problem for Disney oh, to man. overcome. Mm-hmm. But you think the movie's over, but there's one more scene because Doug looks up and he's like, <gasps> Carol. Mm-hmm. And and then it cuts to him at the hospital, and this very very nineteen like sixties doctor mm-hmm. who's smoking the whole time. Oh my god! Uh, Carol is saved, by the way, and as they really clarify, she's fine. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's even words that come on the screen. She's fine. <laughs> I like the doctor. His uh his visor mm-hmm. slid down <laughs> in front of his face. Right when he tried to sit down. Yeah, <laughs> and oh he just god. adjusted it. And then the movie's over. There's some credits worth sitting through. There's nothing that happens after the credits. And the, the movie ends. Well, there is a little bit um, that happens after that because they kind of wind down the movie with uh, Doug and Carol are talking and he's sitting in front of his oh, Chanel and he right. looks like a 50s greaser wearing sunglasses <laughs> and he's got his hair slicked back and he's Smoking. wearing that leather jacket. Yeah. yeah. And he says that now that he's left the church he's gonna go find the rest of the templar ninjas and bring them to justice there there's a one billion dollar bounty on your head doug <laughs> oh boy just what what kind of bounty do we set on this guy Amelia? no one billion one billion dollars on doug's head <laughs> um and then they kiss and then the movie's over <laughs> um i'm telling you I uh, I literally missed the rest of the movie because my notes ended at your ancestors are my ancestors and on, only I actually saw the rest of the movie but I, I share that point to illustrate that I was so captivated after that line mm-hmm. I couldn't even write anymore I just had to keep looking at the TV <laughs> <laughs> the dinosaur fight has me gobsmacked oh gosh oh uh, that's funny. <laughs> And credits. And that's Velocipaster. That's Velocipaster for you. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Just that what a what a ride. One of the best ones I've had all of 2022 so far. And we're we're at uh, January 22nd. <laughs> so it's not exactly a high bar, but oh my gosh. Velocipaster's really make has made my year so far. Do you have any other details you want to share about the story? I have nothing because like I said, after your answers or my ancestor, I was like, fuck me. I can't write anymore. <laughs> this is, there's nothing to write down. I know what this movie is going to be. It's going to be a masterpiece. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to sights and sounds. <laughs> I still love that button. That's probably my favorite. I have to redo scoring because my scoring is so lame compared to your sights and sounds. It's not lame. It's just so. It's just less excited. <clears throat> scoring. <laughs> that was. That's all it is. It's just me casually not committed to saying scoring. Yeah. Uh, sides, Carter. What would you give it? Okay. So visuals, the makeup, artistry, yeah. and blood. Yeah. Very well done mm. for the budget of the movie. Considering mm. what kind of category this is in, I thought they did really well. Like the 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 um 
throat cut on uh, Frankie Mermaid. Mm. That looked really good and convincing. Carol's big cut across Carol's her chest. Carol's big cut, yeah. The makeup yeah. artistry was very well done, and all of the blood was a little heavy-handed, mm-hmm. but it was <laughs> it looked good. The, the rest of the practical effects... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they could have done a little bit harder work on the mannequins. I think <laughs> the mannequins were fantastic. That was great. Or, or are they perfect? Or Carter? maybe, or maybe they're perfect. Maybe they did that for comedic effect on purpose. Okay. I don't know, but it was, it was, it was good. I feel like it could have been done better. The camera work. I was actually pretty impressed because, for the most part, most of the camera work was pretty well done. Yeah. Um, albeit like, shoddy and um. <laughs> You know, considering the low budget nature, again, it was yeah. it was fairly shoddy, and there were several parts here and there where the um, camera movement or the angles were kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, camera work was pretty solid. Okay. So visuals were all right, but just <laughs> ugh. This is, I don't know why I'm getting so much pleasure from this. I need to hear what you have to say <laughs> for visuals. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> An easy two. <laughs> two out of ten. That's what I have too. <laughs> the fucking dinosaur costume. The dinosaur costume was terrible. It was like a hunchback T-Rex. Hun- hunchback man-sized T-Rex. <laughs> uh, n- not a fan of eugenics or anything where we we hurt people that are, you know aren't aren't born correctly. Okay, mm-hmm. but that dinosaur. If there was a culture of dinosaurs, I'm telling you, they should have three hundred that dinosaur over the cliff. Yeah, that, that dinosaur needed to. Uh... <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah, the costumes are great. I love that the actress. What's her name? Uh, Alyssa, I think. Alyssa Kempinski. Yeah, Alyssa Kempinski like brought her bought her own clothes and just wore her own clothes on it. Mm-hmm. And it actually really meshed well. She had some really good outfits. She was the best dressed of the the movie. Uh, Wei Chen, stereotypical evil Asian villain, mm-hmm. loved it. Uh, Frankie Mermaid, his outfit was so on point. You could tell that he cut his hair. <laughs> he had normal hair. Yeah. And he cut his hair. He must have grown it out and then cut that bald spot in the middle and <laughs> draped the little bits of hair over it. <laughs> To look like he was balding in the middle. Method acting. That's what we call that. Yeah. <laughs> Method acting. That was pretty funny. But I, yeah, visual effects, man. I'm sorry. Two out of ten. I love this movie. Two out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> so, sounds. I only have two things to say yeah. about the sounds. And you might be surprised by my score here. The music tracks uh-huh. that they used for the montage scenes yeah. were actually really good. It was mm. very um, indie punk rock feel to it. Yeah, like, very grungy. Yeah, grunge, indie pop, um, punk rock. It was it was good music. It wasn't music I was familiar with, and it was all bands that I hadn't heard of before. Mm-hmm. So they're breakouts, but it was good. It wasn't bad music. Like They, they fit the vibe of mm-hmm. the scenes that they were doing. And the sound effects and the score was good though it was kind of sparse and inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So like there, there could have been more music in the movie. Yeah. There were a lot of scenes that were very, excuse me, very dry and kind of felt empty without any sounds to mm-hmm. it. Um, but there were good sound effects and there was a good soundtrack and score to it. It just wasn't very full. Mm. Oh, I'm actually giving um, music and sound five. Oh, a five. Yeah. 
Wow. I'm, I'm telling you, the, the music tracks for the montages were really good. They were that good. Mm. And the sound effects and the score fit the scenes that they were doing. <laughs> the incredible scenes. <laughs> but it only gets five because it did not fill the entire movie and it was inconsistent. A lot of silence at some time. A lot of silence. And dialogue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're actually pretty close. I <laughs> sounds gets a four Ooh. out of 10 for me. The, <laughs> the montages were good, but there were certain points where the volume I couldn't like, it wasn't mastered. So, you know, and if they did, I mean, obviously the budget mm-hmm. and, and my love goes to them, but like it's some scenes I was like, wait, what? Like, what did he say? Mm-hmm. You know? And maybe some of it was just an offensive line that I didn't realize what he said, but, <laughs> and then some, some sections are really loud. So the volume wasn't uh, equal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the montages were probably the strongest points in the movie. The mm-hmm. rest of the sounds are pretty much non-existent. Right. So mm. scoring. Now that we are getting into it. So overall, what story, what would you give story? <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. So I mentioned before, it really kind of feels like a, you know, high school drama troupe movie. Okay. Like very amateur, very, um, melodramatic all that okay original and unique story uh, we'll give it that though it's dry acting and melodrama filled and it seems like a movie made by a high school youth group <laughs> i'm gonna give it a two damn a two yeah that's that's rude <laughs> <laughs> don't worry my high score for music is gonna average it out <laughs> What do you give it? Carter, obviously, the story is a mother loving 10. <laughs> it's a 10. It's a fucking pastor that turns into a dinosaur. There are ninjas. There's a pimp called Frankie Mermaid because he swims in bitches. Okay. There's I a- told you you wouldn't like it. I, I told you you wouldn't like my score. <laughs> what did the Chinese say? There's a line. Your ancestors are my ancestors. Oh, man. And uh, <laughs> what if I told you I was different? <laughs> You're not that different. There are plenty of men like that in the church. <laughs> That's a 10, dude. 10. Story is a 10. You're allowed to have your opinion. <laughs> I will say, I, I definitely want to make sure it's known, given my um, religious, spiritual, Christian background. Mm. I was not offended by any of this. Mm. This was not an offensive movie, in my opinion. I definitely can take a movie like this and see it for what it is mm-hmm. and humor and all of that. Like, it didn't bother me. Yeah. Just not a great. Yeah, you just, just don't a, like it because it's a great didn't. story, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I like that you added that, though, because th- there are some people who, you know, especially within the recent years, you've had some bad actors in the, I would say, Christian community that mm-hmm. really sours the Christians like you who are like just really trying to do the right thing, try to care for each other, whether you agree or not. Mm-hmm. And after that climate, there are some people that have taken a negative stance to Christianity to the point where it's like, Oh, are they Christian? I don't like them. You know? And then they get on this very aggressive um, platform. Right. And I like that you illustrated that, that this is not a movie that's out to make fun of Christianity at all, or even do any harm. It's like some people that are just trying to have a good fun. And actually, I have a reasoning why the movie was even born. Oh, gosh. I can actually share that. Because <laughs> I did some investigating. Ooh. <laughs> but I'll let you uh, 
do the score averages first. All right, let me tally these up. Okay, so my combined score, mm. my average, is three out of ten. Yours is five point three. Wow. Yep. Are you happy with your score? Yes. I will stay at three. <laughs> You're not going to deduct anything. You're no, I, I feel okay. Fair? There are enough good things, and it made mm. me laugh. And they actually tried good, unique story. All of these things. Yeah. You definitely have a good argument for your 10 for the story. <laughs> I may not share all of those things. So I feel like a three out of 10 overall is deserved. I, I feel like mm. it is for what it is and for the, the low budget, the mm. amateur factor to it, all that three out of 10. I feel like that's fair. Okay. Okay. So you're at 5.3. Okay. And I, I use my calculator to do the math. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, obviously five, uh, 5.3 out of 10 is too low for this film for me. <laughs> uh, I'm for the second time ever in the record of our show so far, mm-hmm. I'm going to use Dumbledore points and actually boost the score for the first time ever in the show. And I, I think I'm only going to do it for this movie unless something else can get close to how, <laughs> how much I love this movie. Mm-hmm. And before I tell you what I'm going to do, I want to clarify one thing. I love you, Carter, every fiber of your being faults, uh, goods bads whatever everything about you i fucking love you but you're wrong about this film because i would like to add 994.7 dumbledore points to make this movie a 1000 out of 10 oh my gosh (laughs) my mind just was blown what (laughs) you want to add enough to bring it to a thousand 994.7 baby put that in your notes my gosh you know what all right (laughs) dylan's adjusted score makes it to a thousand out of ten this is the first time i've actually used a calculator (laughs) for this show and hopefully the last (laughs) did you just put in a thousand and subtract your your 5.3 that was the only way i could figure it out that was 1,000. I literally was sitting here waiting for you. I had 1,000 pulled up. Minus 5.3. That's the number I want. (laughs) 994.7. Add it to me. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Show record. 1,000 out of 10. Sticking with that all the way home. I'm going to pull a veto and just make sure you know this is an unofficial score. You cannot go beyond 10. (laughs) I'm okay with that. (laughs) Nobody keeps tracks of this anyway, besides you. <laughs> that way, at the end of the season, you can go through your notes and look at the scores. Because I think at the end of the season, we'll, we'll post all the the movies Ooh, yeah, and actually show the scores. Because mm-hmm. I think that way, we prevent spoilers of the scores, mm-hmm. give people a chance to listen, and then we really... So I think at the end of the season is when we talk score, and we can do like highest rated, whatever. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, but <laughs> This one will not be the highest rated. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> I just want you to, because obviously at the end of the season, we're going to have more you know, than what we have now. Yeah. And, I, I, and I'm going to make you compile them because I just want that sweet, sweet satisfaction of knowing you going through the scores. I mean, like, oh, sh- freaking Velocipaster. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Dylan. <laughs> so you can, you can put 5.3 on there, mm-hmm. but, you know, like you can keep that for the record. But okay. I, I just want to be clear that I did make a, a modifier of 994.7 points. Do you want to make any additional modifiers to keep it within 10? Or is uh, 5.3 your... Uh... I'm, I'm going to leave it at... Actually, let's 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 Dumbledore to 5.5. Okay, that's fair. To to be um, on the on the, <laughs> on the follow the rules scale. 
But on an emotional scale, I just want everyone to understand this movie is a 1,000 out of 10. That's never happened in the record of this show, ever. <laughs> and you know what, Carter? I feel bad for you, and I hope one day you find a movie as ridiculous, and you want to love so much, you give it a 1,000 points. Your your life is just sadder without it. Okay. I'm just <laughs> yeah, if I ever get a movie that I feel the same way as you do right now, I will let you know. I cannot wait to crap on it, but I think what's really going to happen is I'm just going to be as enthusiastic and be right behind you. Mm-hmm. I love ridiculous movies. Um, they, they bring me so much joy. It's like everyone's so serious about like movies and, and as they should be, it's a serious, you know, like expensive field, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, there's something to be said and, and I'm actually being serious for a moment, but mm-hmm. there's something to be said to have a ridiculous, like this movie represents everything. Like when we went to the lake cabin mm-hmm. and we we're sitting by the fire and we're roasting like hot dogs and just talking and like just having ridiculous conversations. Mm-hmm. Like it brings me so much joy to see one, someone go execute one of those crazy conversations you just have with your friends. Yeah. And it all comes home to that comforting feeling that like life is so rich to have friends and to share a laugh with. And mm-hmm. this is, this is that freaking movie like come to life. I will admit a lot of my making fun of this movie has been facetious. Mm-hmm. I definitely did have a good time reviewing it, yeah. and discussing with you, even if I didn't really appreciate having to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I think the review is better than the actual oh, movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> this part's the fun part. But yeah, no, I, I would I would agree with you there. I think this is a cool project done by probably a group of friends that yeah. had fun with it. And if somebody, if I did the same thing, if I went, if like, if you and I made a movie mm. just based off of some ridiculous idea that we had, mm. that would be a lot of fun. And I would want to publish it and see where it went. And if people crapped on it, that'd be okay. Cause at least I had fun. If I applied for a grant and we got it to do a low budget film, would you do a film like this? Absolutely. With me? Yes. <laughs> Good answer. Cause if not, it has to be an original idea. No dinosaurs and no priests. <laughs> had you told me no, threatening me with a letter opener right now <laughs> i would have your ancestors is my ancestors your ass right here if you told me no you didn't want to be in my indie film i'll take a picture for context <laughs> want to wrap up with fun facts do you have any fun facts i do actually oh i want to hear yours first so make sure we don't cross bleed here yeah there are some trivia bits um i pulled these from imdb okay let me put my sword away Yes, yes, do that. Let me sheath my sword. Don't don't want to fall on your sword there. (laughs) (laughs) Screw you. (laughs) Okay, so after filming, but before developing, the film was put in an oven and baked at 200 degrees for 10 minutes to achieve the aged old look that you see on screen. What? They actually did that. That is a a proven technique, too. That is so cool. Mm -hmm. Factoid number two. The film is a, I I did not know this. I really want to look this up now, but I did not know this until just now. The film is a feature length adaptation of a 2010 grindhouse trailer made by the same director, Mm -hmm. the guy who made the movie, which was made as a film school project and went viral on YouTube. Yes. Have you seen it? I have not seen it, but I do know that. I, I know the section of the fact that it was from a trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually have the history of that trailer, so but I'll let you continue. Another bit on the film itself, um, the film reel that they used, yeah. most of the scratches on the film were achieved manually by the director 
dragging the unprocessed film along the surfaces in his bathroom, for it was the only room in his apartment with no windows and therefore dark enough to not expose the raw film. Wow. So the aged look and the scratches and all that on the film. On purpose? Mm-hmm. And, and um, Well, on purpose and or inadvertent, just because of the way that he was developing it. Yeah, but like con- conventionally... Uh, Mm-hmm. Um, no, not not visual effects, but practical effects. Practical effects. That's yep. the word. <laughs> the total budget of the movie. Do you have that? $35,000. <laughs> I love that number. That seems like a really big number for, for this movie. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I think a lot of it is like getting permits and mm-hmm. the equipment. They probably had to rent the equipment. Probably. But uh, I and 35, yes, does seem high for this movie. Mm-hmm. But I just want to give everyone a comparison. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, costed $250 million to do. And I'd rather watch this film two times in a row than watch that film once. Hmm. Sorry. I don't know what was what happened just now. Um, You're trying to, like, in your mind, imagine Batman versus Superman. Right. Would I watch that twice? Huh. Um, this movie was featured on the popular podcast, How Did This Get Made? <laughs> <laughs> so now I want to go find that too. Um, and finally, during the flashback war sequence featuring Father Stewart, there is a quote on the shed behind him which reads, The world is full of kings and queens who blind your eyes and steal your dreams. This quote is from the Black Sabbath song, Heaven and Hell. Mm. Nobody is sure if this was intentional or what relation it has to the film, but it is present and fairly legible. I wonder if they were just filming an area that somebody wrote that on. Just graffiti. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, hey, that looks pretty cool. Let's let's shoot over there. That would really give the film a a feel to it, (laughs) especially when Adeline blows up from the mine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So how about you? What do you what do you have? Okay, so, yeah, the thirty five thousand dollar budget was (laughs) I love that. That made me laugh when I I saw that. Um, Mm -hmm. That is still cheaper than a used uh, (laughs) a used Kia Telluride right now, which is a car that I'm looking at for the family. Uh, so the, the used car market is so dicked that $35,000 budget is cheaper than a car. Uh, not even like the best car in the world, by the way, but, uh, that's another opinion. The director, Brendan Steer thought of the idea in 2010 while he was attending the school of visual arts in Manhattan after his phone autocorrected Velociraptor to Velocipaster. Oh my gosh. This is all from a freaking autocorrect. That's, that's <laughs> the root. Inspired by your phone making a mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was texting someone. He wanted to write Velociraptor and it, it screwed up. Wow. The film premiered in Portland, Oregon in 2017. And after being shown in the film festivals, the crew signed a deal with sales agency Siphono Ventures, who then brokered a deal with Wild Eyes releasing in 2018 <laughs> And a trailer was shown later. And this is the last fun fact. And because of how you feel about this film, (laughs) I'm going to say it's great news for me and bad news for you. Oh, no. Brendan Steer wants to do a sequel to the movie. as he. (laughs) (laughs) No! (laughs) As he believes the world of Velocipaster is so permissible and fun. I agree, Brendan. He shared a sneak peek at the script over on Twitter, first making the announcement that a sequel script has officially been written and is set to start filming at some point. (laughs) That's what I have to say about that.
Brendan Steer, I cannot wait. Um, I cannot wait. Bring everybody back. I want Doug. I want Carol. I'll, and, I'll make you a promise. If it happens and it ends up on a streaming platform, yeah. I will watch it with you and we will review it. I um, If they have a live screening, I'm willing to pay for our trip to go see it wherever. Because it's only a screen in one place. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would make... The the Mecca journey. Oh man, I would I would accept that just for the experience. That would be fun. <laughs> Road trip with Dylan <laughs> to see a terrible movie. And we hit every shady sushi joint from here to there, just to increase the chances of getting sick. Well, yeah, I don't want to get up with. I don't want to get food poisoning on this road trip. <laughs> Imagine being stuck in a car, you and me, with food poisoning. Oh my gosh, when that. I I would just want to tell that story to our kids someday. You from know, seedy shady sushi joints. <laughs> Remember that time we went to go see Velocipaster 2 and we were crapping our brains out? Oh my gosh. I have had food poisoning. It's the worst. From fish. Oh, from sushi? Or, or well, just it, fish? It wasn't, technically it wasn't sushi. Um, I can't remember what it's <laughs> called, but it it's like pico, but it has like salmon in it. Oh, um, um, poke bowls. No. Oh. Uh, I mean, you're probably right, but ceviche? no. That, that was, ceviche, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I was at a luau in Hawaii. <laughs> And they had ceviche there. And of the people in my group that I was with, I was the only one that tried it. And I was the only one that got sick. So I'm pretty sure it was the ceviche. Were you at a wedding or something? No, it was a luau. Do you, do you know what a luau is? Yes, I know what a luau is, white guy. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. You looked confused. To be fair, Asians don't naturally do luau. You can have a luau without it being a special occasion. No, but like you're in Hawaii, so I was thinking like it was a wedding or oh a family oh no, trip. no 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 it was it was a not everybody just goes to fucking Hawaii for a luau. <laughs> it's Tuesday. I'm gonna fly out for a luau. I'll see you tomorrow. No, I um it was with a friend for his uh, family vacation. Oh, oh okay. so his his mom and dad and um he and I all went to um mm. to Hawaii. Had a great time. It was fun. And then you almost died. It was like two days before we were going to leave too. It was oh, <laughs> how long did it last? Like like at least I, a day? It was just overnight. I, oh, the man. next day I probably started feeling better around like noon. So I missed out on breakfast the next day, but, um, it was not a good experience. It was <laughs> Bo- both it, ends. It's, it's laughable. No, actually just throwing up. Oh man. That's um, like the worst. I'd rather I, have I the other end. I destroyed the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it was... Not all of it made it into the throne. If you, if you, if you get my drift, <laughs> it was very bad. Was it like a? Did you just like share one bathroom? Oh, I think shit. I think his parents had a separate bathroom. I can't remember actually, but yeah, yeah. Um, my buddy and I, uh, we uh, <laughs> we definitely had a shared bathroom downstairs. <laughs> Is he still around? Yeah, yeah. He and I are very close to this day. He should come on this uh, show for an episode about food poisoning. Okay. We yeah. need we need to mo- you need to text him. <laughs> I'll see what he says. And be like, "Hey, we, you need to find a movie that relates to food poisoning so we can talk <laughs> about that one trip to Hawaii." Yeah. Um I'll I'll give him a shout out. Uh Sean, this is for you. <laughs> <laughs> if if you want to be on the show, this is your talk chance. Talk about our Hawaii trip. And, let me know. <laughs> and he can't talk at all in the whole episode unless it, it revolves around a bathroom or vomiting. <laughs> he has to be quiet for the rest of the show. <laughs> Just think about that, Sean. Uh, yep. Um, I got nothing else for a Velocipaster. Yeah, I think that wraps it up. You, you just go see it. You're going to have a great time. 
It's not long. I mean, it's it's seventy minutes. Yeah. Don't watch it a second time, or you'll wish that time was spent on better things. <laughs> then but. you'll hate me. <laughs> I am uh, after this episode airs, I'm gonna try to put a poll up and see. Uh, yes, for real. I want to know if you, if you watch this, did you like it as much as Dylan did, or did you not like it as little as I did? So I, I, I really want to know. A, a poll would be a fantastic idea. <laughs> and if you don't like it, don't comment. Just DM us so I can convince you first. No, no, no. Please I, make I want your a chance to convince. Public. I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well besides that uh thank you so much for listening we mm-hmm. love you all uh this is a labor of love and we have a lot of fun making this stuff mm-hmm. so ooh, some uh positive news um mm. we have received a couple more requests for mm. movies to review so those will be coming up soon you know who you are um and you know what movies you requested <laughs> so keep them coming if you have a movie that you'd like to see reviewed Feel free to send us a message and let us know. Besides that, we're going to catch you next week. Yeah. Every Wednesday. (laughs) If you made it this far and you like the show, please hit subscribe on whatever podcast listening platform you use. We're available on all major platforms such as Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and more. To stay up to date and keep in touch, check out our Instagram at Stranded and Streaming. We'll post regular updates there for our followers. Feel free to send us a DM if you have any comments, questions, or requests for future reviews. But most importantly, thanks thanks for for listening. listening. Real quick before you go. um, (laughs) Psych, it's not over. (laughs) uh, Hopefully you're still listening, and if not, you'll notice that there's more than just the 30 seconds left (laughs) for the the tagline there. Um, But anyway, I just realized that we forgot to compare competitor scores. <laughs> this movie was so terrible. <laughs> I didn't think to give it a second thought on scoring. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. I've got IMDb already pulled up. Is it even on Rotten Tomatoes? Yes, it is. Oh, good. And actually, you know what? You don't have to worry about it because I can just splice this part back into the other part. I think it's funny just knowing that we didn't think of it <laughs> until after the end. So if you do want to find a way to splice it, but still keep it. Um, no, just I'm, keep this in. I'm, I'm just going to leave this at the end. <laughs> now that you said that, because it's Velocipaster and the low budgetness, we'll just prove the point that we so don't know what the we, hell we're, we're doing. We're low budget. Nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> All right. Um, IMDb has it at 5.1 out of 10. <laughs> That's still higher than you. That's still higher than me. It's lower than you, but higher than me. <laughs> Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, tomato meter, 60%. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. And, uh, this is not good. This is going to knock the poop right out of your butt. Oh no. Audience score, 70%. (laughs) I'm going to win this poll. I'm just telling you. I did notice to my, to my unfortunate, um, (laughs) realization on Amazon, they have a little space up at the top of all the movies where there's a five star rating. Yeah. Yeah. There's something like it's either 1500 or 1700 reviews or ratings anyway. And it's average is 4.5 out of five stars. Yeah. It's, it's high. I was very surprised and shocked by that. So yes, please. If you're still listening, if you caught this, please let us know what you think about it. I really want to know. Dylan seems to be fixated on making sure people love it. But... 1,000 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> to so, the moon. So please, if you are, if you're catching this, if you did like it, let us know. If you didn't like it, please also let us know. We we just, we just, I I just really want to know so bad. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, just to clarify your fact, I pulled up the Amazon. Mm-hmm. 1,726. Oh 1,726 scores, and the movie comes out at 4.5. <sighs> I can't. I can't. You're wrong. That. You're wrong. That's <laughs> it. You can. You can realize that you're wrong. <laughs> uh, whatever. Okay, now it's really over. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Have a good day. See you next time. <laughs>